All right, uh, welcome to another episode of Mistaken Identity. Now, you all know, yes, we tell these personal stories of the people inside and out of uh, Wrigley Field, the players and uh, management and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, their personal stories, you know, what they do in their off time. Uh, and every now and then, uh, I run into somebody that I want to talk to that's not with the Cubs. Uh, who has a story that I want to get out there. And I've got that person uh, today with me. Uh, and I think you're going to really enjoy uh, our conversation as much as I'm going to enjoy it because I'm the one that wanted to talk to him. So uh, without further ado, uh, I want to welcome uh, Jake Bimby. Jake, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. How about yourself? Great. Now, when your mom said to you, hey, there's this guy who wants to have you on his podcast, uh, what was your first reaction? Um, honestly, it was kind of weird. Like it was out of the blue. Uh, got a text in my group chat with my mom and dad, and it was like, "Hey, this guy reached out to me. Uh, wants to like hear your story. Saw saw your post, whatever." And I was like, "All right, all right." And then obviously talking with you a little bit, it's something that sounded like a pretty good idea and everything. So we're up for it, and we're here now. Yes, your mom posted uh, about your signing with uh, a, a college baseball team. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was so excited about it. And I yeah. have this belief that you never know who's going to turn into what. And it's good to know them in the beginning. <laughs> right? Like um, uh, I had oh, Josh yeah. Stores on our show. Um, he went to my church, uh, goes to my church for years. And he got drafted by Seattle, then traded to the Yankees in the Sunny Gray trade. And here I am at church with this guy. You <laughs> never know what's going to happen. Uh, he's had a 2020 home run, stolen base, franchise record. Uh, so you never know who's going to turn into what. So we don't know. This could be Jake's first, uh, you know, uh, podcast of this type. And I can say, hey, we had Jake on the oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is uh, definitely the first. So glad to be here. Good. Now, let's talk a little bit about you first. Uh, now, tell me, uh, where are you from and um, what school you go to? Went to? Yeah, so uh, I go to Wabash Valley College right now. Uh, it's in Mount Carmel, Illinois. Very small town. It's a junior college. Uh, so far, last year, we were ranked number one in the nation preseason all the way up to the first day of the College World Series. We ended up losing the game to get in so dropped out of the rankings there but uh had a pretty good season i'm from crystal lake illinois uh just outside of McHenry county or in McHenry county uh played against quinn priester bobby miller in high school so two really good guys from my area uh it was cool to see like how they did everything and that kind of gave me a drive and everything and i ended up committing to university of tennessee don't know if you could see it but the hat says Rocky Top. Uh, so no, it's been a it's been a really cool experience. Got to visit a couple schools along the way and felt like the right one. But we're still here to win a championship with Wabash before anything happens. Okay. Now I'm gonna get to uh, Tennessee in a minute, but because uh, you brought up Mount Carmel, did you go to Mount Carmel? Uh, I did not. So I went to Crystal Lake South High School, back up near Chicago. Uh, Mount Carmel is the town that it's in. There is the high school here. They're not that good, but we got a 
Tony Caleb Appleby is pretty damn good at baseball, so okay. <laughs> he'll do some good things for us. So let's go way back, way back. Um, okay. Why baseball? Of all the sports that there is, there's football, there's basketball. Obviously, I love baseball because of the Cubs where I work, but um, why baseball? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Uh, my mom's side of the family is huge into soccer, so I played that throughout the entirety of my sports career up until college. Uh, but baseball is just the one thing that like stuck out. It's a very big individual game, yet it's so team-oriented that you get like the best of both worlds, kind of, because me being a pitcher, you're kind of out there. You control the game. You control the tempo. But I know that if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to have somebody that's backing me up, and I'm going to have people that I can bounce things off of, and it's kind of cool. Whereas playing soccer, it's like high stress. Like if you mess up, you kind of throw the whole team under the bus. Whereas here, let's say I mess up on a pitch location, I still got a chance for my shortstop to make a diving play, make a throw, and now he's getting all the love, and it doesn't look as bad on me. But uh, I think it was just kind of like, Everybody that I ran into and just kind of the feel of the game was what I really fell in love with. All right. Now, you probably don't know the answer to this, but how old were you when you first started playing baseball? I would have to say probably around like three, three or four is when I first stepped into anything. I was pretty young, so I think I was three playing with four-year-olds. So I'm assuming you took the, the Little League route. Yes, I took the Little League route, played uh, Little League in our local league for uh, a while, and then when I was in 9U is when I stepped into travel ball, so right around like eight years old. So ever since then, played travel or something like it, and we've been rocking and rolling from there. Okay. Now, one thing I like about uh, the major leagues is uh, when the Cubs go out of town, I get to, you know, I, I'll go to St. Louis, so I'll go to Milwaukee, and I love to uh, visit different cities and different ballparks and stadiums. When you're playing travel ball, uh, were there any particular places that you always look forward to, or always love going? Uh, not because you may win or whatever, but just, just the atmosphere, the environment. Were there any favorites? Yeah, so the two really big ones that come to mind is when we were a little kid and we played like more local travel ball, we'd always take our Wisconsin Dells trip. So me being nine through 12 or whatever going to the water parks after the game was probably one of the best experiences I could have had. But, uh, it was my junior year of high school. I went to the world championships in Jupiter, Florida, and that was just an awesome experience. It's at the minor league, uh, complex for the Cardinals and Marlins, I believe. So there's about over a hundred teams there, top talent, all the scouts, all the coaches. And it was, just such a good experience to be a part of. I wish I could do it again. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you about the Cubs and the Sox, mm -hmm. and you don't have to have any pressure because I like Tim Anderson too, so you don't have to have no, there's no <laughs> pressure to say the Cubs. But because you are in close to the city, which baseball team do you like, if not both, the Cubs or the Sox? So my dad is a White Sox fan, so I inherited that from him. But – I do got to say, when Cubs won the World Series, I was happy because obviously Chicago, got to love it. So just because the White Sox didn't win 
when the Cubs did, I wasn't too salty or whatever. It was, I was happy for the city of Chicago. Yeah, you know, I even went to the uh, White Sox uh, playoff game this year, which I never do. But okay. uh, I am impressed by Tim Anderson. I think he's a good player. So, um, oh yeah, I actually went to the, the last one they had against Houston. I actually went to that game and uh, mm-hmm. got to enjoy that stadium for the first time in years. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I I, uh, I might lose my Cubs car with my with my uh, coworkers, but uh, yeah, I, I can watch the Sox every uh, every now and then. So, who did you have? in the World Series before it all came out? You know, obviously, who did you have? Who do you think was going to win? So I'm actually a very big Dodgers fan. There's story behind that, but uh, I really wanted them to win. But after they pulled or after they lost and uh, the Braves beat them, I figured the Braves were the hottest team. They were going to they were gonna pull it out, and they did. So it was cool for them, but uh, still a little bit mad that Dodgers didn't win. And neither let's Chicago hear this Dodgers story. I'm curious now. Let, let's hear this Dodgers story. <laughs> so uh, back in the day, me and my brother used to play MLB The Show all the time. Used to be the Phillies. So they had Jimmy Rollins, Roy Holiday, uh, Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, like pack full stars. And we'd always get the new one every like two to three years. Get the new game. That's when Roy Holiday retired, Ryan Howard retired. Uh, still had Chase Utley, but Jimmy Rollins wasn't there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure out which team Jimmy Rollins is on. Go through, found him on the Dodgers, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play with him. Don't know why I was obsessed with Jimmy Rollins at that point, but led me to become a fan of Clayton Kershaw. And obviously, uh, left-handed pitcher, I modeled my pitching after him a little bit. And there's still a little bit of resemblance of his motion, but ever since then, I've been a Dodgers fan. Okay. Um, So clearly you are a pitcher. But I'm sure yes. in Little League and in uh, other schools, you, in those ages, you play almost everything. So what did you play other than other than pitcher? What position did you play? Uh, my favorite one was shortstop, but being a lefty, they didn't allow me to play that. <laughs> so I was mostly an outfielder. Uh, I was a right fielder for our high school team, center fielder for my travel. And then the day after I pitched, I'd usually be at like first base to try to take some throws off my arm. Okay. All right. Uh, so I don't want this to uh, people to see this to say, well, he's scouting, he's scouting for the Cubs. So I'm going to ask some light questions. <laughs> so there's nobody thinks that I'm scouting for the Cubs because that would be wrong. But um, so pitching, uh, you know, what, what's your pitch? Uh, growing up is always four seam because I have natural left or arm side run. Cause I don't know why lefties always do. It's weird. But uh, since I've gotten into college, I've, been developing the changeup, so that's actually been my strikeout pitch recently. Been able to get some like weak contact or just sheer swing and misses on it. So changeup's been working pretty well throughout this fall. Okay, so tell me about your most uh, recent season, how that went. So I would have to say the fall season was my most recent because uh, tore my UCL, so didn't get to play last year, but. Uh, my fall season actually went pretty well uh, through a decent amount. I think I probably had right around like 12 to 15 innings, not too much, just enough to get some looks from college scouts, get a little bit under my belt. Uh, but it was really good to work on a few things, obviously see like how everything's going to play out, see how the team does and like what I need to work on entering into the winter so I can be 100% in the spring. So how did you get the, how did you get the injury? Uh, 
I'd have to say overuse. That's what the doctor said. And thinking back, like every nowadays, there's so many like showcases and everything that people go to. And obviously, I wanted to get recruited, so I went to a whole bunch of showcases through a lot of innings. And I think that just kind of over time gradually grew and my arm just couldn't handle it at a certain point but had a good doctor and good staff and now we're back to full health and ready to go okay so before I get to Tennessee um I played this game with um another uh gifted player we had who was young who was going to college uh I gave them some different um categories and I wanted them to tell me who on their team fits this category. So uh, if your teammates are listening to this at some point, uh, this may be funny for them. So uh, I want to yeah. say a term, and you're going to tell me who on your team fits this term or category, okay? Okay. All right. So who on your team eats the most? Definitely Ryan McCoy. He was my roommate last year, and that man – makes bets, he'll randomly be like, hey, $5, and I bet you I can finish 15 hot dogs at one time. <laughs> what? <laughs> and what position is he? Uh, he's our first baseman, so okay. he's got a little bit of size to him. He's not, like, fat, but he's, mm-hmm. like, 6'4", 225, so he's got to eat to keep on his muscle. Okay. Who on your team has the best moves? Who's the best dancer on your team? Oh, definitely got to say Isaac Crab. Uh, my boy can move it. He can break it down a little bit. What position so, is he? He's a right-handed pitcher. So okay. he's going to La Tech next year. He'll he'll be good for us. But, man, he'll just randomly be standing there and he'll be like, just start breaking <laughs> it down. And you're like, oh, okay, I see you, I see you. Okay. Uh, whose parents are the wildest in the stands? Oh, shoot who would I have to say I'd probably have to say either Ryan Ryan McCoy his dad comes to a lot of our games or I'd I'd have to say Ryan I know that his dad gets on him a little bit he's a funny guy so he'll he'll strike out and he'll come up to him after the game and be like dude you just completely missed that pitch man like, it's not a <laughs> jumping out at him during the game, but it's a big, like, well, after the game, he'll get on him. It's it's cool. Okay. Uh, who's that one person when if they're having a bad day or a bad game, you just don't want to mess with them? Who is that? Oh, I'd have to say Scott Harper. He's our closer. Anytime before he's about to go out to pitch, you don't say a word to him. You don't look him in the eye. You don't do anything. He's going to go out there and do what he needs to do. You don't say a word. Okay. Uh, now, baseball teams are full of pranksters and jokers. Who is the prankster on your team? It, Ryan McCoy again. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the jack of all trades, apparently, based off these questions. He pulled so many <laughs> pranks on our roommate last year. It was, it was pretty funny. He's pulled a couple this year. And uh, he tries to get the whole team involved if he can. So he's not the one taking the blame, but it's a bulk of him. Okay. Uh, who is the cook? Who are your team and actually cook? So I'd have to say definitely 
Zach Blessfall. Uh, he's he's the grill master. You need something grilled, he's got you. Whether it's fish, steaks, anything, he'll he'll put the butter on it. He's got all the sauces. He knows like how long to keep it on there and everything. You want it medium rare, you got it. You want it like well done. Might not be everybody's first choice, but he's got you. Whatever you need on the grill, he's the man to do it. So, it if you ever want a well cooked steak in Wabash Valley, hit up Zach Westfall. All right, and here's the last one. Who is always late? No matter what is going on, we know this person is going to be late. Gotta say, Miles Austin. We'll text in our group chat two minutes before we're supposed to be somewhere. And he's like, Hey, can somebody drive me to our facility or whatever? And everybody's already there. So he's usually got to walk that five minute walk or whatever, be a couple minutes late. So sucks for him, but maybe text five minutes earlier and we got you. All right. That was good. All right. So uh, I'm curious to hear the reaction to all this too one day, but uh, now tell me about uh, the decision of where to sign. Him to that whole process, you know, uh, being scouted by who and then, you know, talking to your parents and how do you decide? Tell me that whole process. Walk me through it. Yeah, so it started out pretty early. Uh, right as our spring season finished, I talked to my coaches and I was like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm good to get out of here in two years. I know that I had the injury, but I still want to make sure. And they're like, no doubt. We know that, like, you've got your talent, whatever. So give us a list of schools and we'll start honing in on them. So I gave them my list, had a couple schools and Tennessee was one of the ones that I had on that list at the time. So all the way back in the summer, my coaches reached out and was talking on my behalf. I didn't partake in any of this, but we got on campus, had a couple showcases and I had some pretty good schools reach out. Uh, And throughout the recruiting process, it was just all about finding the right fit and the right spot in the right conference to make it to the major league. And going through it, I had it down to my final four of Kansas State, Arizona, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. Went on visits to all four of them in back-to-back weeks. So I tried to make the recruiting process as quick as I could. Uh, so I didn't like maybe miss out on an offer or anything like that. And going through, all the schools were great. They're all great programs and everything. But when I was at Tennessee, it was the one spot when I was walking around that I was like, okay, I could see me and my future roommate sitting down at the study hall table just to do homework. I was like, I'm not the biggest guy in school. Uh, Don't like it too much. But I was like, man, that's weird that I thought of sitting down at a study hall table and like seeing myself there walking around town, uh, downtown Knoxville with the coaches. I was like, oh, I could see like me and my roommates after practice going here, standing in the bullpen, I was like, I could see myself throwing here. And it was just like a big factor to me. And obviously going through, I didn't have too much time to hang out with the players. I got to see a scrimmage, but I was mostly with the coaches. And to see how like the players while I was with the coaches, like they interacted, it just seemed like such a friendly and like open environment. If I had any questions or anything, I could go up to him if I wanted to just like talk crap with the strength coach. I could go up and just start making fun of him. He'll shoot it right back at me. Like it just seemed like a really good environment and one that I knew that I need to be a part of. Now, did you go and visit their baseball stadium? How was it? 
Uh, their baseball stadium is really, really nice. It's a altar field with a dirt mound. So you still get that feel because obviously I believe every single place in the SEC except for Vanderbilt has a dirt mound. Uh, and don't quote me on that. I'd have to look off the top of my head. That's what I think it is. But uh, it's a really cool like environment, obviously. I believe their stadium holds between like 5,000 and 10,000 fans. So medium-sized college stadium, nothing like the Mississippi State. But if you ever get the chance to go watch the Wright State versus Tennessee in the regional when they have the walk-off Grand Slam, that place gets fired up. And it's it's just a cool place to be at, especially at night with the lights on, crowd going wild. Just it's going to be awesome. But you're going to Tennessee. How are you going to get a, get over not having snow around? Are you going to miss the snow? Not at all. Being a pitcher, <laughs> man, being a pitcher in the cold, those two things don't mix at all. I'm I'm going to be happy to be in Tennessee, have some warm weather, not get to see those snowflakes at all. You, but you're not going to miss playing in March and April in Chicago. I mean, you're going to, you know, this tradition to play in the cold. You know, I'm hoping to be back there one day. Uh, hopefully, major leagues to be in okay. one of the northern states. But uh, as of right now, I think I'll take my chances in the south and see how that is. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, now, tell me about because um, the holidays are coming up, and I want to, you know, I want our audience to get to know you. Uh, so, tell me what you are looking forward to uh, Thanksgiving meal wise. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, so it's kind of weird. My family's full German, so one of the big things that we have is uh, liver dumpling soup. does not taste like liver. It's actually just like a really salty chicken noodle soup. But uh, we always have that each Thanksgiving. That's like one of the main dishes that I'm looking forward to. Uh, if you ever get the chance to try it, make it well. Uh, don't Don't ruin it. Don't knock it till you try it. Well, I'm going to see your mom on December the 10th. So okay. uh, if there's some left. Maybe she can bring me some. <laughs> um, now, Christmas, do you get to uh, pick or hint at what you want? Or do you sort of just have to wait and see? Or how does that work in your family? Uh, so for the most part, it's uh, kind of like pick. We usually get like a certain money limit or whatever go through pick out a couple things but obviously we still do like the element of surprise so as i'm looking through my parents like as we're going through the store black friday or whatever if i pick up something and i'm really hemming and hawing and i'm like no i don't really need it and i just kind of forget about it those are usually the items that i'll get as like a surprise and like they're a nice little surprise because it'll be like oh i kind of want this like video game or i want this like watch or whatever. And then I'll just completely forget about it. Be like, Oh, I didn't really need it. And it'll show up and I'll be like, Oh man, I completely forgot about this. And like, it's a nice little surprise, especially like, cause my family noticed that it was one of the things that I was looking at. So. Okay. So let's, let's go to the major leagues uh, real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me about some of your favorite major league players. Start with the, yeah, start with so, the pitchers. As a pitchers, I got to say Clayton Kershaw is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, just everything that he's done, him and his wife Ellen, like growing up, raising their kids, 
Uh, Charlie Kershaw is one of the most famous little kids, uh, which is kind of weird to say, but uh, he's always on Dodgers Twitter, Dodgers Instagram, and he just seems like a really good family man down to earth, does everything right. And obviously on the baseball side, being three times Cy Young winner, MVP, uh, he's doing a couple things right on that side. So it's been pretty cool to kind of watch him. I got to say pitcher on a different team. Uh, Chris Sale and Tanner Houck are always like really interesting to me. Uh, they throw almost identical, yet from opposite sides. So to watch Chris Sale go out there one day and throw sidearm lefty, just pumping it. Then Tanner Houck comes out the next day doing the same exact thing from the right side. It just blows my mind that two people are almost exactly similar, just mirror versions or on the same team. So that's kind of wild. But uh, let's see. Hitters, I got to say... Tim Anderson does everything right. I think he plays the game of baseball with the passion that you that you love to see. Uh, he goes out there, hits for average. He plays like old school baseball, plays down in the dirt, gets dirty. He's what you would call playing the game the right way in my eyes. He'll get fired up for his team. He'll show about a little bit with that bat flip or making a good play, but uh, he's not going to be the yell directly in your face after hitting a home run unless you're doing something against them. And then got to say, like, Anthony Rizzo, everything he's done for Chicago, he's definitely my favorite Cubs player. Like, he goes out there day in, or he went out there day in, day out, giving it his all for Chicago, and he was just somebody that, like, all of my Cubs fans, all the Cubs fans that I have friends are just – they rave about him. I could totally see why. Okay. Uh, let's see about your opinion on baseball as a whole. Uh, should there be a universal DH? I th- I think there should. Uh, obviously, I like hitting, and I know that it's a part of the game, but there's some pitchers that just stand up there, don't even take the bat off their shoulder. They stand in the back right corner, just hold the bat there, and don't do anything. I feel like the game's more competitive with the universal DH because you're having a hitter in there who's trying to get his at-bats, trying to do something for his team. Sure, you have your guys like Jacob deGrom, Clayton Kershaw, like Madison Bumgarner, uh, who are trying to go out there and get that hit. But then you got some guys who are just standing there hoping to walk back out on the mound after three pitches. So I think to make the game more enjoyable for the fans, you got to add the universal DH. Okay. Another controversial question. Is the game too long and is it turning off younger audiences? I don't think the game is too long, uh, but I do think it's turning off younger audiences just because it's not really being displayed to them. Uh, Like the NFL last year, being a Cubs fan, you probably watched, or not a Cubs, uh, the NFL being a Bears fan, excuse me, you probably watched the game where Mitchell Trubisky was the MVP Nickelodeon's MVP of the game. And I think that was just a cool experience for the game of football. And it really showed little kids like what the game is all about. And I feel like that's what MLB needs to do. They need to start showing some of these games there. Maybe not the full game uh, at the start, but if you're at least showing the first five innings or whatever, where 
Jacob DeGrand's going out there and throwing 100 mile an hour. The little kid's eyes are lighting up as SpongeBob striking out. I feel like that's how you showcase the game to the younger audience. Okay. How many uh, major league stadiums have you been to? So I have been to three. I've been to the Brewer Stadium, uh, the Cubs, and the White Sox, and I actually played at the Cubs Stadium. Tell me about that, obviously. I want to hear that story. Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, it was my junior year. uh, Actually, excuse me, the senior year, very beginning of senior year. uh, The Cubs were hosting a showcase for some of the top talent in the area to see, like, what they could do for scouting. So it was basically just the suburbs that were invited. Uh, I was one of the few kids from my little area that was invited, which is really cool. But uh, got there, got a jersey, uh, nice majestic. I got number seven on the back, so I was a big fan of Victor Carantini at the time. Uh, And it was basically just your standard showcase go out there hitters had their bp pitchers had bullpens before they obviously got out there in the game and then uh it was a long as think like 14 inning game pitchers on each team there's about 14 of each and we'd go out there get our inning and then sit there cheer on our team hope for the win but it was it was a really cool experience i got to face some some top guys some guys behind me that were going to big places and it was cool to see like the talent that the Cubs thought and like how I can like compare it to them and see like what I could do better. Cause obviously we didn't get drafted by the Cubs. So obviously didn't do good enough, but uh, it was, it was but, cool it's good, but it's good to be in the same standing on the same field that Babe Ruth stood in. Uh, Roberto Clemente oh, yeah. stood there. Like all the history on that field is like, you can't compare it. Yeah. You're standing on the same mound that Kerry Wood threw on like, there's got to be something there. And obviously standing there, like you knew it was a big league park. The mound was fantastic. Didn't crumble under your foot like any of these other ones that I've thrown on. So it was definitely the best field that I've ever played on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week when the uh, Northwestern Wildcats are playing. There's going to be weird to see Wrigley Field at the football stadium. But obviously the Bears okay. played for 50 years. The Bears played at Wrigley Field for 50 years. Hmm. And it's hard to even wrap your head around uh, football at Wrigley Field, but mm-hmm. um, that's what it was. But Jake, it was great uh, talking to you, and uh, I hope that we can uh, talk to you again after your first season so that everybody that's watching and listening, uh, they're going to want to know, well, Frank, what happened to Jake his first season? So hopefully you'll come back after your mm-hmm. first season and give us an update. Is that possible? Yeah, I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. Whenever you want me on, I'll be back. This was a great experience, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get your mom. I'm gonna have to try some. What, what is it called again? Liver. What is it called again? Liver. Uh, liver dumpling soup. Yeah, yeah. Tell your mom that I'm gonna see her on the tenth at the at the Club Hundred mm-hmm. event. That uh, she should bring me some so I can try it. And I'm gonna let all my listeners know uh, how it is. And, you know, I say it's good. I, 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 by the way, I'll eat anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll let her know. I'll, I'll text her the instant that we get off here and be like, "Hey, yes, I will Frank, eat Frank anything. wants a little dish of it." Yes, yes. Uh, all right, uh, Jake, thank you very much. And those of you that are watching or listening to us, um, I'm glad you all got to meet uh, Jake. I had a great time. I'm, I got a feeling that uh, I'm going to have him on here often as we follow his career um, all the way to the majors, uh, hopefully the Cubs. Hopefully I'm still with the Cubs by that time. 
Um, never know what happens in life. But uh, we can say that we knew Jake way back when, when he first came on our podcast. And uh, look at him now. Uh, so, Jake, thank you very much. Hope you, hope you enjoyed that. I did. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. So we'll catch you all on the next episode of Mistaken Identity.